If we do things for other people because we don't expect or trust them to do it, what ends up happening is we actually kind of create this self-fulfilling prophecy. It also allows an opportunity for your team to learn and grow in that situation. Welcome back to the Morph Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Justin Wright. Chrissy Barron will be joining us here in a little bit. And before we get started, I just want to thank, as always, our title sponsor, Nova 3 Labs. You can use the discount code PODCAST15 to save yourself some cash on some of the best performance supplements on the market. They also have a lot of cool stuff going on with the CrossFit Games happening this week and this weekend. So if you're following along, you'll see a lot of updates from them and their athletes. So definitely be sure to check Check them out on social media, NOVA, the number three LABS. So this week we are talking about an aspect of leadership that is particularly important. And, and it's important not just if you happen to lead people or be in charge of people, but we lead in countless ways in our day-to-day lives. There are always opportunities and chances where we need to lead others. And even if you are in the lowest position in the hierarchy of your company or the lowest position on the totem pole, being able to lead upwards is very important as well because it helps actually change culture of your team in a positive way. And it helps oftentimes contribute really good ideas and help those good ideas flow up the chain of command where you know, decision makers can make those things happen. So everybody is going to have opportunities to lead no matter what it is that you do, no matter what your industry is or your career path is. Even if it's just with our friends and family, there are a lot of times where we need to make decisions that impact others. And so everything that we're going to talk about today is directly applicable to you, no matter what position you're in, what career you're in or any of that. And so what we're going to dive into is the importance of ownership specifically in granting ownership to others. So actually allowing other people around you to take ownership of things, to pass off responsibility to others, to delegate in some capacity. And really it boils down to essentially building and developing trust with the people in your life. So let's run through a scenario where We've all been part of group projects, right, where you are in a group, you have to get something done, whether you've done it in school, whether you've done it as part of work. And if we look back to some of our potential bad memories from working through group projects as students at some point in our school career, a lot of those bad experiences and bad memories likely came from the fact that some people in the group did not contribute to the end result. And so what ends up happening is you have a grade that's delegated or a grade that's given to the collective group. And some people on that in that group didn't necessarily earn that grade, right? So there are certain people who didn't really contribute or take ownership of any tasks. But oftentimes, without realizing it, if you're a type A person, which many of you who are listening to this podcast are, it's likely that you took control of that project, that you took control of every facet of it, and that you picked up the slack where your lazier team members were failing to contribute. But if we take this same approach to other aspects of our life, if we pick up the slack, if we do things for other people because we don't expect or trust them to do it, what ends up happening is we actually kind of create this self-fulfilling prophecy where 
those people are going to continue to not contribute and to continue to not do what needs to be done because they know that they have a safety net and they know that historically you have picked up for them and done things for them or taken control of those projects or activities. And so a lot of us unwillingly empower those around us to be lazy and not contribute. So in the strictest sense, if you are in control of a team of some description, whether it's in the workplace or otherwise, if you have people who aren't holding or carrying their weight or aren't doing a good enough job in certain capacities and instead of helping them fix that problem, you just take control over those tasks or you do the things that need to be done, then you're going to continue to teach that person that it's okay to be lazy, it's okay to be unprepared, it's okay to not put in the work and do what they need to do. What we need to be able to do as an effective leader is instead visit that situation and that person and break down why it is that they're failing to meet expectations. Maybe they're unclear as to those expectations, they're unclear as to how to proceed with the project. And what we need to do is actually empower them to go through the process and empower them to make mistakes. And so what I'm not telling you is to leave a massive project or a massive piece of client work in the hands of somebody else and not check up on it. As a leader, we need to actually check in on our people and make sure that they're doing what needs to be done. But first, we need to actually empower them to take control of that project and give it their best effort. Give them a strict deadline. Be clear in the expectations for what you want that project to look like. But then you need to let them go and let them give it their best shot. And if they aren't committing to the standards of that project or if they're not able to get things done to the standards that you have for that work, that's when as a leader you need to sit down with that individual and break it down and try to get a better understanding of why what they gave you and what you were expecting are different. Maybe there were certain aspects of that explanation that weren't as clear as it needed to be. Maybe there was something else that was lost in translation or lost in communication there. But what you need to do is give them that opportunity to present something to you. And then from there, you can correct it. You can help fix that. You can work with them to improve that situation. But ultimately, you need to make them the decision makers and actually let them have the final say on that project or that presentation. So help correct things, help change course if need be, help give feedback and mentor them and guide them. But as frustrating as it may be to go through that iterative process a number of times, especially if you have somebody who's slower at learning or not quite getting what you're telling them to do, it is a frustrating process initially, but what it does is it saves you headaches in the long run. So I was working uh, with a client and I had uh, this particular client was a, a leader on their team. And we were breaking down the review process and, and essentially setting up a system where he could debrief his employees after they handled certain situations. And one of the things that he asked me was, what is it costing me to not do these things, to not review, to not go through this corrective process and give them full ownership of these projects? And I said, it's not costing you anything financially in the short term, but what it is costing you is time in the long run. And so what may seem like a headache initially or an investment of time to actually work with your people and help them improve, it's going to cost you a lot more time in the long run if you don't ever empower them to make these decisions on their own. So while it's difficult to let go sometimes, while it's difficult to hand things off or delegate to other people, and this is a major source of stress 
stress for people who tend to need to control everything or be control freaks. If, if you've ever worked for somebody or if you are somebody who feels that need to be in control at all times, it can be a scary thought and a scary concept to willingly hand off control of something to somebody else. But what you lose in that short term and that short term frustration that you have to deal with, you gain back on the back end when you no longer have to worry about that person getting things done to your standard, when they're able to effectively learn from those errors and those small mistakes that they made early on, if you're able to give them good feedback, and you're willing to invest that time with them, then on the back end, they're going to be empowered to actually do things on their own. They're going to be more confident in their abilities. They're going to give you better quality work and they're going to learn and grow from that experience. And so a lot of leaders I know are unwilling to go through this process. They're unwilling to invest that time. And therefore, on the back end, they have to deal with a lot of headaches and frustration because the people in their lives never learn from those mistakes and they never learn how to do things on their own. And think about how this is applicable to all avenues of our life. So it's not just in the workplace. If you're on an actual team, a sports team, this even applies to friendships and relationships. So what happens if you're never clear with your friend or with your partner or your spouse If you're never clear with the way that you want things done or that you expect things to be done, let's say that you're a very neat individual and you happen to have a roommate who's on the messier side and you guys get along great otherwise, but you never go through the time to try to get on the same page and try to help them understand the way that you want things done. And so you end up just being the only person who cleans the apartment. I've had a number of friends who have become extremely frustrated on a number of occasions because they're the only one who they feel is contributing to organizing and cleaning and taking care of things around the house, but they never have that conversation where they set expectations and they help empower their roommates and their friends to contribute and pull their weight. And so this goes back to that group project explanation where unless you invest that time early, which can be a headache, you just perpetuate these behaviors for the people in that group project, the people who want to receive the grade and not do the work. And a lot of times it doesn't boil down to laziness. Although we are going to encounter lazy people in life, people genuinely have a desire to contribute to the whole. They want to be a part of that community, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in your, your friend group, your family, whatever it may be. People have a desire to contribute in a positive way. The issue is a lot of times people do not understand how to contribute effectively. And so as an individual in any of those groups, at some point it is going to fall on your shoulders to help invest that time and help guide that person to the end result that you're looking for. And so this leadership principle really applies in all avenues of our life. And I'm sure that there, if you, if you reflect now, I'm sure there are a number of instances where you've encountered this phenomenon and a number of instances where you could have handled those situations differently. So next time that you have to hand something off or you entrust someone else to do something and they don't do it to your standard, because this is going to be a common experience. Instead of taking control of that product, instead of just doing it on your own or getting frustrated and throwing your hands in the air, try to invest a little bit more time with them on the front end. Try to help them understand how to correct those mistakes, how to learn from those mistakes, and try to be clear with your expectations from the outset and then through multiple iterations as those corrections are made. Because if you can steer them in the right direction, but you can empower them to make those decisions, now you're starting to develop trust and you're starting to develop consistency. And they're going to know that you trust 
trust them to do a good job. They're going to know that you're going to check up on it and that you have oversight of that project, but you're going to empower your people to make decisions on their own, to be autonomous, to actually do things and be effective instead of waiting for you to take control, waiting for you to finish that project and complete that task. And so this is one of the chapters that's discussed in depth in the book Dichotomy of Leadership, which is actually the follow-up to Extreme Ownership. Extreme Ownership is one of the books I recommend most to leaders and teams. And the Dichotomy of Leadership follows up on a lot of those concepts and breaks this stuff down. So if you're interested in reading more about how to actually effectively empower people to make decisions and to take control of tasks and to grow and develop then this dichotomy between you know making sure that you're checking in on people but also giving them the freedom to grow and make decisions, it's broken down in depth in that book and so I highly recommend that you pick up a copy. But try to find instances in your life now with whatever team or community you're a part of where you can actually empower those around you to take control and make decisions instead of interjecting and doing the work for them because as every time that you do that, you reinforce the expectation in their mind that they do not need to think on their own, they do not need to contribute, and that they don't need to take control of that situation for themselves. Hey guys, don't mind my beautifully raspy voice. I was working a Nova booth at Can West Games all weekend. Just got back to Los Angeles yesterday, and... Today, I'm recording this podcast for you guys. So as Justin had mentioned, the topic of today's podcast is ownership, but more importantly, delegating when you are the owner or the leader and why delegating is important and how that can help build trust with your team. If you're one of those people who is so type A that they think that they can do everything on their own, they can do it better. Don't worry. I'm also that person. Have you ever watched someone do a task and it frustrates you the way that they do it because you can just see that it's not as efficient as the way that you would do it in your head? But doing everything yourself, I assure you, is not the solution either. Delegating is important for efficiency and development, right? So if you're giving someone the opportunity to do a task and it, one, helps you, two, isn't a a huge thing on your list, and three, could really help you out by them doing it, then if it does take them longer than you to do it, yeah, well, it could be their first or second time, right? Where you've done this task multiple times. So it also allows an opportunity for your team to learn and grow in that situation. As a team leader or in a position of, you know, power or whatever it is, if you are in charge, you possess important skills and abilities you can pass on to your team members. The best way of doing that is to coach them in the new skill and then delegate tasks to them so that they can then learn those new skills. So delegating is a great way of encouraging your team members to develop themselves and for you to develop as a coach and your leadership skills, right? I think it's really easy to get frustrated if someone's not doing a task the way that you would. But remember back to when you were new at this job or this task or whatever it is, and someone approached you with with kindness and patience. And through that, they taught you a task or whatever it was, and you were able to take that task and perfect it over the time that you were doing it. 
try to have that same mindset or thought process when you are working with your team and you think to yourself that you want to do everything yourself, which is not going to be the most efficient way to handle things. So this goes back to another topic that Justin and I had talked about, which was asking for help. And I know that we hate to ask for help, but there is definitely certain scenarios when asking for help will get you further than sitting there and doing it by yourself. This also will allow for increasing communication between you and your team. It's really important because they'll notice that you brought them to their le- to your level, which will make communication easier for you. In any corporation that I've worked, when the boss or the person at the top was off off limits, you weren't supposed to talk to them. There wasn't like an open door policy. I never really felt comfortable to come and tell them my ideas or my processes or what I thought we could be doing better. But if you're able to bring your team into something and create an open communication environment by delegating tasks, then you'll be able to increase communication, increase confidence in your team and inevitably increase success later on. I also think that bringing others in on your task can help build team cohesiveness. And that's really important when you're trying to effectively build out a team. You want team cohesion, you want communication, you want delegation of tasks, and you want an open door policy for everyone to feel comfortable to bring their ideas to whoever is the leader, if that's you in that situation. So bottom line of this podcast is to Give other people around you a chance. Even if they make a mistake, they're going to learn from it. So delegate some tasks, take some things off of your plate that you think others can help you with and ask for help because we all need help sometimes. And I'm so sorry if I sound like I am a raspy, going to fall asleep. (laughs) I really do feel tired, but as always, I love reporting these recording these these podcasts, but I want to thank our title sponsor, Nova 3 Labs. They are a sports nutrition company. So you have a line of supplements, BCAAs, they have adrenal support, they have sleep support, they have a focus. Really cool line. Go check them out and you can use the code podcast15 for 15% off. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this discussion. If you have suggestions or you have feedback, if there are topics you would like discussed, you can reach out to Chrissy. You can reach out to me on Instagram at trainedright or email justin at trainedright.com. Thank you again for listening. We will see you guys in two weeks. Until then, enjoy the rest of your week and the rest of your weekend.